Crime Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Thank you, Nigel, for that introduction, Mr. Rigsby. Welcome to another podcast of Board Game Snobs. The second one, to be exact. Number two, the second podcast of Board Game Snobs. The band's getting back together. The first one is yet to be posted because it still sits in your computer. Well, it's being Even though edited. we recorded it like six months ago. Bubba is editing in it. Bubba's slow. Bubba is slow. So today we're going to dis- uh, discuss uh, Near and Far, The Adventures of Shardavia, my character name, and uh, as well as another game called a Side Reel Confluence. Side Reel Confluence. Side Reel? Side Reel. Side Reel? I think that's right. How do you spell it? S-I... It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Side Reel Confusion. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. Okay. Near and far. Go. Put your drink down. It's liberating. <laughs> it's what Joe Rogan does, isn't it? <laughs> All right. So, so talking about Near and Far... Near and Far was really a game that I we we heard a lot of we heard a lot of good press about a lot of good reviews, and then seemed like it kind of fell off the face of the earth. No, Dis- disagree. What? It's still people talking about it. I don't hear anybody talking about it. Who That's you- because there's it's just it's just nonstop influx of games, so it's hard to keep a game talked about, but. I mean, now it's everything's uh, Twilight appearing four because it just come out. Literally, a game comes out. It's popular for a hot minute. Next game. That's just where everything goes. Near and far is like a long distance relationship. Okay. I don't want to see it too often. But when I do see it, I'm very pleased. And then I want it to go away for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I like near and far. I drive back to the suburbs. Uh, near and far is fun. It's uh very easy, lighthearted. It's got just enough of like uh get your stuff together, a little bit of planning. It's camping. Pitching your camp tent. It's camping. It, it's what it is. You you spend. If you're not familiar with the game, it's a storytelling game, but the game relies more on the story than the actual mechanics of the game. And so you spend a lot of time on the main board collecting your resources. And it's a surreal world that's been created by Ryan Lockett. Surreal confluence. It's a surreal world created by Ryan Lockett for which there's. And then when you're on an adventure, you read from this. Wait, wait, wait. Going on an adventure. You need to put that in there. What was that? All? The Hobbit. I have not seen it. I've seen Good. the trailer. You shouldn't see it. It's a bad show. Because oh. uh, it's got demons and wizards. Either way, <laughs> either way, uh, the story comes from the books and you you have these moral, not so much moral choices, but uh, you go out to a certain place, you read this uh, number from a book, it gives you a brief little synopsis of what's going on and you choose to roll for whatever skill that you might possess. And strangely enough, it kind of sets the tone and we've been enjoying it because of the campaign where you have side quests that continue on from game to game. And it's really quite interesting. It's very enjoyable. I think I might like the, uh, after we're done with this campaign, if we're wanting to play it again, I think I would like the character campaign a little bit more, maybe. 
I don't know if it adds more to the characters' personalities and stuff. So, break. Near and far. Board Game Snobs approved. We've got the uh, review posted. No. Oh, we don't? Not yet. It's by going. the time this comes out, it'll be a year old. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> uh, board Game Snobs approved. We both like it very much. Jerry didn't think he was going to like it. He's like, eh, it's all right. I bragged on it. But now he's a big fan. With my perverted uh, robot, we travel the land. Of Narnia. Is it Narnia? <laughs> Travel the land of Narnia. What? Arzia, A-R-Z-I-A. I'm not sure where it's at, but we are traveling the land, going to the temp- we're, we're temple of, for the, of the Darlings. The fi- <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking for the final the final, the final, final relic or something. The final, I, we really need to look through the book and actually yeah. figure out what the story's Why about. Why not? But then you know what it's about. We're just taking it one day at a time. Just like the rest of us. The new world is just, every day is a new new place, a new world for us as we travel along Arzia. Well, no, there are perverted robots. Robots stare. They don't blink. No, you've seen perverted robots. You've watched enough Doctor Who. What are you talking about? You've watched enough Doctor Who. Do you see the Daleks? The Daleks? Those suckers. (laughs) (laughs) But do you see them? They got the little- Daleks? Yes, they got the little plunger for the hand. The little hand, and they got the little thing for the nose. You need to stop. Daleks are perverted. I've said it. <laughs> no. Yes. What are Daleks we talking are about? stupid. No, they're not stupid. The they're... Daleks are the stupidest thing on Doctor Who. They are the scapegoat. That's literally all they do. And they never shoot the Doctor. The Doctor is standing right in front of them. They've been wanting to kill him for eons, and they don't do it when he's standing there doing nothing. It makes no sense. I hate the Daleks. Exterminate. They say exterminate all the time, yet they don't do it. Okay. Now they've got feelings. I'm in the newest iteration, they have feelings, and they're stupid. They're even stupider. The Cybermen, I like the Cybermen, though. They're good. I mean, they're not good. They're bad, but they're a good villain. I'm pretty sure the Daleks shoot David Tennant. First of all, it's the Daleks, not the Darlicks. <laughs> Nobody's the, there's nothing getting licked by a Dar. It's not a Darlick. Dalek, D-A-L-E-K. Dalek? Dalek. I've been shaming myself for a long time. <laughs> but what are we talking about? There are no Daleks in there and far. <laughs> no, no, there are no Daleks. <laughs> I mean, he could uh, Ryan could add something in and make it cool. There's you an know, idea, Ryan Lockett. Put Daleks. Just what you hear. Get a pin out. Write this down. <laughs> introduce introduce a race. Ryan's favorite podcast, of- the board game stops. <laughs> Introduce a race of the Daleks. Dar- <laughs> Cousin to the Daleks. The yes. retarded Daleks. Yes, they are a perverted race. I say oh. we shouldn't say retarded. That's not PC. Well, what is... What had- mentally challenged Daleks. No, they are, they, are, they are a simple-minded race of perverted inbred robot. Why are they... Why has everything got to be perverted with you? Because they are obviously perverted. <laughs> Have you... Because there's a plunger on their face? <laughs> they just look weird. Have you never... Wa- I... Okay. Near and Far is an excellent game. Back to basics. We both like, we both love Near and Far. It's fun. It's a good, we start it with our game nights. It like gets us into the mood. We get the characters going. He's we being laugh. perverted now. <laughs> Not that kind of mood. It just gets us in the mood for gaming. And then you go, 
There you go. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Thank you, Nigel. Nigel Rigsby. That's how we should talk. We're snobbish. Why did the people equate snobs with English people? Because I think the first snobs were English people. Based on what? Uh, history and um, racism. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I've been to Britain and I saw a lot of snobs. But in the same token, I saw a lot of people that weren't snobby. I saw a lot of good, down-to-earth just British people. I couldn't understand them because Londoners tend to speak in a different accent. They all speak different uh, depending on where they're from. And I don't know where they're from, but there's like the the fancy English. It's like they're from, off of Downton Abbey. They're from Notting Hill. Downton Abbey, Notting Hill. And then you got the, but that's English people and board game snobs. And actually, even though we are called board game snobs, we are not snobby. We just are picky about the games we like. We're down to earth, but we just are very harsh on board games. Mainly because there's no reviewers that actually are harsh. They Everybody gives a very middle-of-the-road review, and we dropped about that earlier. Yeah. So, like, uh, for instance, like what? What's a board game? Everybody's like, I mean, it's okay. I refer you to our review of Century Spice Road. There you go. That's a good one. Splendor. Splendor. Or renowned for being a a good gateway game and very simple. Duh, duh, duh. If you're really into board gaming, it's going to be boring for you. Poke me in the eye. Century Spice Road, a step up from Splendor, they say. False. Poke me in the eye again. <laughs> Is it better than Splendor? Yes. Okay. But do we want to play it? No. Okay. Done. That's the board game snobs way. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> and cut <laughs> and scene um, oh god I hate podcasts oh we're still on that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> so good it's pretty good isn't it it is it has a, a little Sprite in there nice yeah you put Sprite in everything I like putting gin in Sprite what were you saying earlier that, that wasn't as good as my tequila and lime and the tequila, the lime tequila is sweeter, not as strong as regular tequila. Although that is the cheapest tequila you could have bought, probably. Yeah, well, it came in a glass bottle. The other okay, ones were well, the other a, ones, I guess, could have been more. The other ones were in a plastic bottle. So, okay, so it's not the cheapest. It cost me all of But it's down there with the cheapest. It cost me 12 bucks, all right, for like a Why gallon. Did you, did you scratch off the price tag? Well, I didn't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want you to think that I was cheap. I mean, you know. I know you're cheap. Well, you know. I know you're cheap. You go into a get-together and they say bring alcohol. And you can't afford a decent tequila. <laughs> well, I wasn't drinking with people who would know the difference. You need to get your priorities straight. I can tell the difference. You couldn't tell the difference. You've got just as. You don't really bring your finest drinks when you're playing Skull. So briefly, we wanted to go over our review of Near and Far. We're going to review our review. Yeah, we've posted. And I think that we need to clarify some things about near and far like what well mainly that mechanically it's not that fun see but i tend to disagree with you oh Oh, dear boy 
my dear boy. I like that aspect of it, but you don't because you're like a more complex gamer, dude. But I like is you gather your crap, you go out into the land of Arzia or Azria or Arizona. Arizona, you go out into Arizona, you raise him, and then you come back, gather more stuff, go back out to Arizona. And it's easy. You gather what you need. You gather your gems. You gather the people are going to go with you on the adventure. You go out into Arizona. You pitch camps, which basically means, hey, I've been here. This is mine. I've gathered the coins I found here and the gems I found here. Mining for coins. And the lettuce I found and the peppers I found. You know, those little spots like if you get Uh to them, the trade routes. Uh If you pitch a tent there, it's yours. I wish it was that easy in real life. (laughs) I'm just drive through somebody's pasture. Like this corn is mine. I pitched a tent. I pitched a tent. <laughs> this corn is mine. I claim this for Arizona. <laughs> I'm not sure that's not how it actually worked. I think that's called colonialism. Probably so. Let's play Mombasa. Uh, near and far, it's it's kind of like a Mombasa. Weird... B- B- BGS approved. Uh, half BGS approved. Half BGS approved. Uh, another day. Another day. Near and far has some interesting aspects. It is like a, it's a almost like a dream. I mean, you're running around town. I traded, it's- I traded bread for a bird pack mule type animal, took my dingo and re- paid a lizard man <laughs> to go with me out into the world to it gather is- money. This is crazy. This is crazy. It makes me emotional to talk about <laughs> But I enjoy playing that game so much. Like, I look forward to me and you and Enrique getting together and playing that silly game. It's a silly game. You got all these. Most of the people you take out are lizard people or some warthogs. I like the warthogs. And you recruit them to go on your adventure. You go out on these adventures and you go to the place and it says, all right, you need to read location 37. You read that location and then you choose. Like an RPG. Uh, You roll a die. You meet the certain skill level. You get it, or you don't get it, and then it's just a nice story. It'll be like, Daryl needs help fixing his wagon. Yes. Do you, A, roll the dice and meet skill level 7 to help Daryl fix his wagon, or B, roll the dice and attack Daryl and rob him? (laughs) Knock him upside and steal his wagon. Steal his wagon and his wife and all of his things and run off. And I usually choose the Paragon path because I'm a good person. Shardavia. Is a good person. As for I and my perverted robot, uh, Nigel, I named him after our. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated. I, I named him after our. Uh, what's the guy? Sorry, does, Nigel. What, the, who does our intro? It's an intro Nigel guy. Nigel Rigsby. I know Nigel. Nigel does, Simon Rigsby. What is his intro name? What do you call someone who does your intro? Our sound guy. Announcer. Our announcer. It's Saturday Night Live. If you had to have a Saturday Night Live where you could pick the host and the music people. I would be the host, musical guest, 21 Pilots. Twenty The Temple Pilots? 21 Pilots. Oh, I was thinking of the Stone Temple Pilots. No. 21 Pilots. Who is 21 Pilots? They're a new band, and I like all their music. No. I've never heard of them. Shardavia introduced me to them. All right. You ready for this? Now, who would uh, wait, wait a minute? Who else would be on the Who Saturday Night Live? Which group are we talking like Chevy Chase level Saturday Night Live? Or are we talking like no? Uh, for me, I like the um Chris Farley days, Chris Farley back from the dead. 
Chris Farty. Farty. <laughs> Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Adam Sandler. Chris Farley. David Spade. That crew. Mike, legit. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Legit. You okay. can't get no better. All right. I would agree with that. Even though I grew up with Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey. You didn't like Phil Hartman? I loved Phil Hartman. Oh, okay. And Dana Carvey was an excellent impressionist, but those were the 80s. He was an impressionist? I didn't get that impression from him. Oh, my God. Choose your lame crew. No, that would be my crew. I do not think I would pick some obscure band. I think I would pick someone like The Hive. I thought you said not obscure. They're not obscure. The the, the Hive? They're like one of the greatest bands. What? What are they sung? Songs can't remember none off the top of my okay. head. Okay, if they're so great, Twenty One Pilots Ride is like the biggest song of last year. I've never heard it. Sing it to me. Oh 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 oh! oh I'm falling. I, I, I'm hold on. <laughs> That's essentially a uh, boy band you're listening to. No, you're a grown. People. You're a grown man listening to a boy band. Oh, never you heard, never heard that song. Never heard it. That's a good song. Never heard it. Don't care to. It's a good song. Let's get back to near what? and far. Oh, okay. We've talked about it a lot. How much do you want to talk about it? Let's go to our next. Not thing. nearly enough. <laughs> Let's get far away from it. Uh, that's a waka waka. <laughs> Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Nobody remembers Fozzie Bear. He was like the least liked Muppet. Who was your favorite Muppet? Kermit, obviously. Gonzo. No. Are you serious, Kermit? Could you get more plain Jane, no, more Ker- vanilla? No, Kermit kept the crew together. I, I will admit, I liked Gonzo. Gonzo was hilarious. But Kermit kept the crew together. I'm all about the funny guy. Kermit kept the crew together. If it wasn't for him, they'd all be dead. They would never have made it to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be funny. <laughs> So stupid. Oh, no, no. Anyway. Okay, let's talk about a not so great game that we played here the other night. Released by WizKids, Side Real Confluence or Side of Real Confluence. Uh, Thank you for that. It's uh, a negotiating game, which is my favorite, probably the favorite mechanic for myself. Yes, I love area control and I love negotiating. This game was described as Chinatown in space, which, if you're unaware of Chinatown, is the purest and one of the greatest negotiation games ever made. Um, Which one did you say? Chinatown? Chinatown. Right up there with Lords of Vegas. I concur. All right. Glad that you agree. I don't like the game, but I concur. All right. Glad you agree. That's because you don't like negotiating. I can acknowledge its greatness. Inside Real Confluence, you're different alien races. We each with asymmetrical powers. You start off with uh, you start with different cards and different supplies, and each alien race does not produce what it needs. So you are forced to negotiate with other players. Um, then you, after trading, you begin to, you go to the economy phase and you produce cubes, which these cubes represent various things throughout your race, whether it be science or biotechnology or information, whatever it may be. Uh, the cubes are really ambiguous. After you produce these things, you use them to upgrade and research different technologies, which you use to upgrade and 
your economy, which in turn produces more cubes, and round and round you go for six rounds. What did you not like about the game, Gobby? The game? It's atrocious from beginning to end. From setup to where we have a thousand cards on the table. On a table that we didn't have room for. That's not that's not the game's fault. Well, that's true. That you suffer from inadequate table. <laughs> IT. <laughs> IT infection. Are you an IT sufferer? Do you suffer from inadequate table? Yes, I do. Is your table Although, not big enough to I just won a game. I won a table from Table of Ultimate Gaming. You won it? I won it. How did you do that? I entered the whatever they had on Facebook and I won it. And I got an email that says I won. And so I hope they keep their word because I was very excited. Now, sure, I expect a basic table to come in. Although he did say as the Kickstarter goes on, he will email me and let me know what I'm supposed to want. Mm. Considering that your table now is fairly <laughs> inadequate. Well, it's round. It's, it's a good, decent size. It's 48 inches, but it's round. It's round and it's furry. Well, Insert your mom is... joke here. <sighs> It's rounded for like your mother. The felt. <laughs> Are you done? Can I continue? Your mom is, is so large that she has a risk of diabetes. And she'd probably. Is that a joke? My mom does have diabetes. Thank you. Well, that was awkward. <laughs> does she really? She does. Actually. Shout out to Mama Gramorago. I hope she's feeling better. Keep she, that sugar under control. She does have diabetes. And she probably doesn't really keep it under control like she should. So does that put me at risk for diabetes? Yes, it does. Have you been tested it. for diabetes? I test myself all the time. No, got, you need. To I go, got one of those blood monitors. You need to have a hemoglobin A one C drawn. I go to my doctor and get blood work. Oh, there you go. And he says I'm good. You don't look good. You look peaking. <laughs> <laughs> what game are we talking? I don't know. Oh, uh, side real confluence. Side real confluence. <laughs> are you okay? I've I've got the allergies. Oh, okay. Side real confluence is dumb. It's just a bunch of cards. And I mean, okay, so you have a card that says you need these many cubes of this type of cube. Okay, to get those cubes, you either have to produce them with another card or negotiate for those cubes. So then you're just negotiating for cubes. And it's just a, uh, there's no, th it is completely themeless. Not that I'm necessarily big on theme, but it's themeless. So I'm just trading cubes for cubes, and we're just negotiating cubes. I need four black cubes for your two blue cubes. What did the black cubes represent? I don't even know. You were the purveyor of black cubes throughout the entire game, and you have no clue. That I don't know. I, it, they meant nothing. I saw They were you. stupid. I, and plus, remember they had that stupid uh, this much equals this much. So three little cubes equaled two big cubes equaled three ships, which is what you used to bid equals a victory point. So I could say to you, I need three of your little cubes for one of my big cubes. And then you're like, no, but two of my big cubes equals three. And it's just, it was a, it was a irritating. It makes me angry. It makes me angry to talk about. I'm clenching my fist. I'm standing in rage and clenching my fist, shaking it at Jerry in his face. Clenched fist. Rage. That's a good band name. Better than 21 Pilots. Against the Machine. Chris Cornell, R.I.P. He's dead now. That's what R.I.P. means. Oh, I thought that. Oh, oh, I thought <laughs> I get that VIP mixed up all the time. 
I've sent so many people sympathy cards. Sorry about your loved one. <laughs> Sorry about your loved one. VIP. Well, that probably was to them. Well, a very important person. Any game that is new that introduces similar mechanics to its predecessors should be better. And it had the opportunity to be better. It had the, it had the asymmetrical characters. It had the theme. Uh, it could have been a very well put together game, but instead it came across as being themeless. I have no clue what a lot of these cubes meant. It felt that way throughout the entire game that you're just pushing cubes from point A to point P. There was real no deal making being made. We just knew I needed this, so I'm going to give you this, and I need that, so you give me that. And it was just not. And there wasn't even like a mess over somebody factor because, oh, here it says that this is equal to this. So I'm not going to give this to you unless you give me what it's equal is. I couldn't back anybody into a corner and force them to give me their black cubes. And then the other one was you had to give them what you promised them in future moves or something. And I was like, Jerry, you're not going to mess me over, are you? You're like, no, I can't. Yeah, I like so screwing people I over. I knew on Jerry deals. was not happy from yeah. that moment forward. Yeah, I like screwing people over on deals. Yeah, you do. It's nice. You're a terrible person. Deep down. Not deep down. That's pretty surface. Opaque. <laughs> Translucent. Translucent. Not opaque. Oh. <laughs> opaque means you can't see it. It's overt. It's not covert. Overt, not covert. All right. Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> Side real confluence. Do not buy this game. It was a disappointment to me. Um, I seen a lot of people talking about it when it was at Gen Con, and um, that's why I think about it. It's just not the good game. It's, it's something we did not enjoy. I mean, I feel sorry for somebody that it takes time to design a game. I can appreciate that, but your game is not good. That is cold. But no, I agree with that. It's not a very good game. Uh, Chinatown. Lords of Vegas, Cosmic Encounter, all better negotiation games. 100%. And I hate most of them, except for Lords of Vegas. Lords of Vegas is awesome. You don't hate Cosmic. No, I'll play Cosmic because it's got just enough of card play in it. And you don't hate. I don't like strictly negotiation. Because if it's strictly just me trying to negotiate with you, you're more of a talker. You're going to win. You're more of a... What's the term? I, I just don't negotiate well. I'm not a smooth with my words. You're not a wordsmith. I'm not a wordsmith. Aerosmith. I'm not Aerosmith. Speaking of which, Armageddon, I also have in my... <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Segway. I have uh, Armageddon. Jerry uh, poo-pooed it, but according to Blue Peg, Pink Peg, it's a pretty good game. So I look forward to that one. What other game do we have in the pipeline? That is relevant to today or what? Well, just in general. Anachrony. Anachrony. There's a, a game. There's a game we need to play again and to do a review on. We played Village. I got Lorenzo Il Magnifico. That I was <laughs> Lorenzo Il Magnifico. And haven't even opened yet. Although I opened it and there was very few things to punch. I mean, it didn't have like a ton of stuff to punch. No, I enjoy punching things. Archipelago. Archipelago. Planet Stain. Steaming pile of something. We've never looked at it. You looked at it. Don't want none. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. 